friends. I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. Welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married 16 years, 15 good ones, and we have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was four, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and corporate training team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. <laughs> hey, friends. Thanks for being here with us. We've got a guest with us today, Scott Rulon. We're so excited to have you here. And why don't you kick us off by giving us a little bit about who you are and what you love. Awesome. So, yeah, my name is Scott Rulon. Uh, I'm from the Tri-Cities. I live. I grew up in Richland, Washington. Uh, I'm married to... Home the- of the Bombers. <laughs> Home of the Falcons. Oh, uh, Richland, Washington? I'm a Who's Falcon. The- Oh, there's two schools? There's two, yeah. Oh, Nobody sorry. knows about the Falcons. <laughs> Except for when I was there, everybody knew about the Falcons. That's funny. No, I'm just kidding. That's good. Uh, I'm married to a beautiful woman named Andrea. She, we have two boys, Carson and Cade, seven and three. Uh, I'm a teacher, full-time teacher. I teach high school PE and leadership in Bellevue. I am a golf coach. I am the number one high school basketball referee in the city of Seattle. Uh and I'm also a varsity girls badminton coach oh. at, at Newport High School. And I launched a Christian apparel company a couple years ago called JesusFor3.com. Uh, Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> I'm excited on so many levels for this podcast, Scott. You know, there's Scott and I met uh, a few years ago. Scott has been through Love the Process One Mission Mindset. For those of you who aren't familiar with the 1MM. Scott is a 1MM grad, but um, I am uh, excited because of a couple things. One, you know, Charles Barkley said it, I think, best. There's only five real jobs in America, okay? Teachers and coaches, nurses and doctors, military, firemen, firefighters, sorry, fire ladies, firefighters, and police officers, the rest of us are just along for the ride. Okay, so you 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 check a you check a couple of those boxes. Yes, with I golf do. coach. Did I hear badminton coach. Girls badminton coach. Girls badminton coach. Come on, and and a teacher. But here's what I love about Scott. Okay, and obviously your passion for for uh, sharing your faith and apparel with the Jesus for three. But also, you just nailed on who you are and what you love. Is is it and the three boys and the and your wife, it hasn't always been easy. No. <laughs> okay. So this is the love the process uh-huh. podcast, not yes. the love the outcome podcast, <laughs> not love what it looks like on Instagram podcast, not the love how it looks to everybody else podcast, but the love the process podcast. So we really are having wanting to have an emphasis this season on certainly folks who have not had an easy road to where they are today. Yes. And, 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 and yes. so uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Of course. So uh, my life from zero to 19 years was t- 10 out of 10. Amazing, beautiful, could not ask for a better life. Um, Tri-City is a great tri- place. Tri-City is amazing. Great community. I had both, all four of my grandparents there, my aunts and uncles and cousins and amazing friends. I was an above average high school athlete, always had the cutest girlfriend. Like You said Richland, right? <laughs> I went to Hanford. But Richland. Yes, you lived Richland, but Richland. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I want to tell you a side before you go yes. into this. Okay, so I had a, the first call I ever got. Okay, so if you want to call me about something, my cell phone is 206 850 7592. 206-850-7592. You got anybody, you want to reach out, you got a question, you don't agree, whatever. Call me, text me, I will chat with you, okay? Taking all comers. This kid from my first call that I ever got was one of our first few podcasts. It was called 1440. And his name was Jonathan, and he was in the eighth grade calling me from Richland. What? Yep. Yeah. From <laughs> Richland, Washington on a Friday night. 
And he's at, we were talking about 1440 was time management. That's how many minutes there are in a day, right? You went through 1440 yep. in one mission mindset. So you know what I'm talking about. And so he calls me and he says, uh, this is Jonathan from the Tri-Cities. And I'm like, and I've been listening to your podcast. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> how old are you? He goes, eighth grade, 14. I'm like, what? I go, dude, first of all, way to go to be listening to a podcast to try to better yourself and your future at, at 14 years old is awesome. What can I do for you? He goes, I'm wondering if after listening to 1440, I might be playing too much Fortnite. And I thought to myself, man, what a great question. What, an, what a great integrity this kid that has after asked that question. And I go, Jonathan, my guess is yes. <laughs> okay. My guess is you are. You my guess ask, is if you're calling probably. me to ask, there's probably things you could be more productive in your time. Right. And so anyway, Jonathan, if you're out there, I just want to give you a shout out Tri as uh, we bring on another Tri-Cities. We're a special breed. That's the, the more you get to know us, the more you <laughs> tend to love us. <laughs> Amen. I love the try. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I had my first bout with uh, mental illness my sophomore year of college. So freshman year was great. Where at? I went to Washington State University. Yep. They, yep. Both my parents went there. I met my wife there. Yep. And graduated high school. Freshman year was great. 10 out of 10. Where'd you live? Live in the blast. dorms? Do you live in the... Live in the dorms. Okay. Um, I thought about joining a fraternity, but I had a girlfriend that was still back in Richland. So I was like, probably not a good idea at, right now. So... You're uh, kind of, your hindsight, though, you'd, you would have done <laughs> I it. I would have done it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got for it, sure. got it. Um, but it got bad, and I ended up having to take second semester off, went home, kind of got myself put back together, uh, got on medication, counseling, all that kind of stuff. And I had an opportunity to live with a friend of mine my junior year. I was about 70%, but I said, you know what, I got to get back. So I went back to Pullman, and things started picking up again, and everything was, after about a year and a half, everything was good again. Yeah. What were your symptoms before? Was it so, when you, yeah. Uh, bipolar was thrown around at the, at the time. That I, I mean, what did you face? So when people, so, you know, they are mental illness, they are bipolar, I mean, those are... Um, diagnosis, right? But what is like what? What is it? What were you going through? What I were think the... it's better to t ask that question uh, for my second bout with mental illness, because yeah, I mean, in Pullman, it was like I partied so much. All right, all right, right? we're getting there. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I was yeah, drink yeah. smoking. Thank God, yeah. I only did weed and alcohol. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I was parting so much, yeah. and yeah. I all of a sudden, after opening weekend, my sophomore year, I couldn't sleep yep. at all. Like, yeah. My brain was just racing. The Pullman and, water, they call yeah. it. You guys know what the Pullman water is? <laughs> bush light. <laughs> bush light. Yeah. Still have go one ahead and give a freebie to bush light. <laughs> yeah. But racing thoughts, unable to sleep, uh, turn into like not being able to get out of bed. Yeah. Then I would finally fall asleep and then not wake up till 6 p.m. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it was just like no rhythm or cycle to my yeah. life. I did this at the UW. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so, I mean, it's different. And you, what, just, how, how and you just feel yeah. terrible. What, what year is this? What year is this? That was 2003. Okay. So yeah. I, I had already, I was a little bit ahead of your time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you I just... Get it. And there's no, it's just, you just feel terrible. Yeah. Your, your brain, and for me, my brain was in control. Not, I was not in control of my brain. My brain was controlling me. Mm -hmm. Like, it was the thoughts and the feelings and everything that was going on was not me at all. And it was not what I was, what I would normally think. Cause I was totally, I never had traumatic anything yeah. traumatic in my life i never had first really 72 hours when you got to school who did who did you meet your freshman year <laughs> my, my freshman year yep my roommate brian pearson from wenatchee bp hey 
that's Adrian's from, from Wenatchee. Yeah. Go Ryan Panthers. Pearson. Okay. He was a sweet dude. Very nice guy. Uh, like a, he like he's like an engineer. Did he party with you? He didn't. He didn't party as much. Okay. As we did. Okay. Who's and, we though? Did and you? So, I mean, and yeah, like yeah. I went to Pullman. I had like. Four of my best friends in the entire world in high school, right? Got it. One went to University of Montana. Yep. One went to University of Idaho. One went to SPU. Yep. The other, so I was like going to Pullman. You know, I, I, Flying I, I solo. was looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to going to Pullman without my core group. Yeah. And one of my buddies who I played little league with moved to Pennsylvania. And then he comes back after his senior year of high school and we end up on the same dorm room floor. <laughs> so I'm like, me and him just hook up immediately freshman yeah. year and we're just, you know, best friends all freshman year. I end up living with him that sophomore year. But uh, I still ended up meeting a lot of amazing people in Pullman, but it, I couldn't escape the Tri-Cities bubble. And then another guy from Richland High yeah. was just down the hall. But... Uh, we yeah it was it was a lot of fun got it so you 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 partied you did the pullman party thing yeah i did the I and did the and, and it it caused sure. you to to need to take a step back and, yes. and head home and and then they they looked at some things and then yeah you went back and we're yeah. feeling 70 and i went back yeah. and uh-huh. i ended up without doctor's orders getting off my medication and essentially self-medicating with marijuana and alcohol for the rest of the time there. And yeah, I met my wife, my, uh, my junior year. So, you know, she helped a lot with just like kind of calming me down a little bit, keeping me a little bit more in, in the green zone as much as I can in Pullman. But, uh, yeah. So I went off medication and everything was fine for, I graduate college, I get my first teaching job, I have a blast, I'm doing that, I'm refereeing basketball. My goal at the time is to be a Division One referee. I wanted to work the NCAA tournament. That was my path. Yeah. And so I'm kicking butt in refereeing. And what town are you guys in now? Uh, I moved to Kirkland. Okay. Yeah, so I moved to Kirkland. She graduated a year ahead of me because it took me a little bit of extra time in Pullman. Oh, yeah. So she got a job in as a teacher. She's an elementary school PE teacher right now. And uh, she got the job, and I did my student teaching in the Tri-Cities, and it was like, well, it's either move to Kirkland or probably break up. So I thought I was moving to Seattle. I, I didn't even know what Kirkland was. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, she found us a little apartment in Juanita, and we've pretty much been in Juanita since 2007. Nice. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, so everything was just going great. Refereeing, teaching, hanging out with friends, enjoying Kirkland. And uh, the Bible talks about when you build your life on Jesus, with Jesus, you build your life on rock. And when you build your life not with Jesus, your life is built on sand. And my life was built on sand Mm. at the time. Um, And things just started unraveling. You know, this is like 2000, uh, let's see, like 15, middle of 2015. And everything just starts coming apart. My marriage is struggling. My Aunt Linda, who's like the heart and soul of our family, died instantly of a brain aneurysm, like a brain cancer that came out of nowhere. I wasn't happy teaching. I wasn't, you know, sure about refereeing. And like everything was just coming apart. What do you teach? Or what? I teach PE right okay. now. I taught fifth like, grade yeah, yeah. for four years. Okay. I taught uh, middle school math for four years. Middle school PE for three years, and now high school, PE, high school PE, PE and leadership. Oh, and nice. I started feeling what I was felt back in college again. So I was like, "This is not good. I got to get on top of this." I go to the doctor. I just go to my family doctor, 
and he he uh, he prescribes me an antidepressant. And within two weeks, I go from being almost to the point where I was depressed to being in a full manic state. Like, it's going to take over like the world overnight. Oh, take over the world. I was taking over the world. Yeah. I didn't everyone's believe it. Like, I just asked you. Everyone's like, Scott, man, you're on fire. Like, hey, Scott, you know, you're so funny. Hey, Scott, you're doing great at work. Hey, Scott, this, that. And like, I'm just like, yep. Nothing is going to stop me. Right. And I was fooling everyone except for my wife and my mother in law. <laughs> they, they, they knew something was wrong. Right. I didn't know anything was wrong. I'd never felt, I never, I didn't know what mania was. I've never even heard of it. Right. And uh, we have this trip to Arizona and. I just need a break. And instead of getting a break, I'm just fighting with my sisters. I'm fighting with my family. I'm fighting with my wife. Like, all I, I just needed a break. And I ended up getting in this massive blow up fight with my family. End up at the Phoenix airport trying to get home like the next day after the blow up fight. And that's when Jesus just said, Scott, you're coming with me. He, he, I was sitting in the boardroom of the Phoenix airport and he just shot me like from where I was like in a terrible place. And he just shot me into this, like, to- it was a totally a manic s- thing. I didn't know what it was. And then I ended up getting detained by the firefighters and the police and taken to the hospital. And then I'm like chained to a bed. And while I'm on the bed, Jesus just, like I'm unconscious on the bed and he, I don't know if I want to get into too big of details, but essentially he cascaded me through my entire life and Mm. like raised me off the cross. And I woke up the next day as like, I'm going with him. (laughs) Like there's no question in my mind that that was Jesus. And from March 21st, 2016, Till this day, that's what I've done is just dedicated my life to Jesus. There's a lot of pain that's and awesome. suffering. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of pain and suffering and that's tomorrow. I would right? I would come back. Is that tomorrow? Today's the twentieth? Oh, wait. What's today? Today's the twentieth, right? 20th. So that tomorrow. It is tomorrow. That's my day. <laughs> I totally forgot about I mean I that's the most infamous. That's that's the biggest day of my entire life, March twenty first, two thousand sixteen. So what? It's going to be twenty three now. Yeah. So seven, seven years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. And and from there, you'd been on it. It sounds like, and there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast who really, you know, the name, love the process, right? Like it's like trying to find joy, meaning guidance as I go through life really is what, you know, yes. oftentimes people are, you know, that's what they hear. Uh, and that's how like it'll get clicked on and listened to. And so there's a lot of people that are listening that need some hope. Yes. I w- I'm really glad you asked me that question. Yeah. Or you brought what that What would up. you say? What okay. would you say? So, so he changed my life that day and I thought I was going to change the world immediately. I thought I was going to wake up the next day and be a celebrity and be rich and famous and just Well, like you are the number one <laughs> varsity <laughs> basketball ref. In Seattle. In Seattle. <laughs> that's gotta, Not that's gotta the be, smallest town I've ever heard that's of. Not be Richland. That's got to be something. So, so let's, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so bipolar one, I could never imagine... I would not wish on my worst enemy. I don't have enemies, but if I had one, I would never wish it on them. Bipolar one is severe manic highs followed by severe depression lows. Yeah. Okay. So for four and a half years, while I was trying to figure out how to manage this disorder, 
that was my life. So I was hospitalized three times for mania. Uh, one time I tried to fly to K- L.A. to marry Katy Perry, and I didn't find her. Dude, Katy Perry, <laughs> by the way, let me go on a tangent on K- Katy Perry. She's in a category of people who I'm not going to mention anybody else, but I could mention a couple who have been in weird spots. Okay, Katy Perry was set to play at the inauguration of Hillary Clinton, or the, the celebration speech for Hillary. They had Katy Perry lined up. Katy Perry played at halftime, Super Bowl 49. Do you remember how that game ended for us? Was that the Hawks halftime? Was that the Hawks? Uh-huh. One? You know who spent a little time watching Katy Perry perform? Our quarterback and some others. Okay. Andy Reid this year would not, he told his guys if they left the locker room. This is love the process right here. We're going deep in love the process. Okay. <laughs> he told his guys if you, who played Rihanna, right? Yeah. Rihanna. He told his guys, if you leave the locker room, don't even don't even come back. Just don't just keep on walking. So they did not watch Rihanna perform, but a few Eagles did. And so interesting. Now, the fact you even mentioned Katy Perry, I just like my radar goes up. Because <laughs> anytime, I mean, I, I don't even want to mention the other one, but I just saw this one, okay? And so I, I will, because it's pretty infamous. Chris Rock just did a special on what happened with, uh, with the deal, with the slap and all that, okay? The day before Tiger Woods gets in that accident that we all know about. Yeah. You know who he played golf with? Jada. His, the day before. With Will, is that, oh, yep. his wife? Yeah, in a Netflix special. Dwayne oh, Wade yeah, was I on it that. as well. And I believe David Spade. The day before. And on the Netflix special, they go, sadly, the day, the next day, Tiger has this accident and yada, yada, yada. So I, I don't know what people should glean from this Katy Perry analysis I'm running. <laughs> but I know that Andy <laughs> Reid, who now has two Super Bowl rings, and Phil Jackson, if you read Phil Jackson's book, 11 rings, because we're a sports, you're a sports yeah. guy, you're a basketball guy. Okay, he Phil Jackson won eleven as a coach, one as a player, one overseas as a, as a coach. Guy knows how to win. Phil Jackson looks at these type of seemingly coincidental realities, and he avoids them like the plague. Yeah, and his team will avoid them like the plague, because Phil, like the Warriors hat you're wearing, Steve Kerr, who's a disciple of Phil Jackson and his offense, he likes to win. And, and so it's funny you mentioned that Katy Perry somehow goes into your mind, and I'm going to go marry Katy Perry. <laughs> because there's some people in the world that are making a lot of money. I'm just going to put it this way. There's people in this world making a lot of dough who are not helping, who yeah. are not helping. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Katy's in that category. I'm not judging Katy. If you love Katy Perry, you love her songs. Is, is it a walk-up song for one of the players? This, is Katy? So Adrian manages know. the softball walk-up songs. Oh, for, nice. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's good. I feel good about our softball season now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I was wait, just, oh, wait. Is Roar Katy Perry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One yeah. of them is. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we'll see how well that girl does. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll try to keep score on it. That's <laughs> but anyway, so you're yeah. gonna, so, so one of the manic runs. Yeah, you got it. What's that? I digress, but sort of. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're trying so, to marry Katy Perry. So I have three hospitalizations with. Uh, Mania, where I'm out of completely. And this is while you're taking the antidepressant, or not? No, this is a. I'm off the antidepressant now. I'm on bipolar medication, right? Yeah. So there's the big difference. Antidepressant, like, is lifting your mood up. Like my medications that I'm on are leveling my mood out and lifting my mood up a little. You mean right now? Right now. How about when you were? How about the Katy Perry run? I was on those medications. Okay. But the mania was too strong. Yeah. And m- marijuana was involved for sure, which is no longer a part of my life because of that. Um, but then the crashes and the like the mania is actually, other than it being the most damaging thing to my life and my marriage and my relationships, but for me it was great. And then uh, followed by the depression where you asked, like, 
how like people are looking for encouragement, Hell, right? Yeah. Okay. Encouragement, yeah. So my brain, my disorder told me every day that I wasn't manic. If I wasn't manic, it would tell me every day, you are a loser. You're not funny. Yeah. Nobody likes you. Yeah. You're never going to amount to anything. You will never feel joy again. You mm. will never laugh again. You are a piece of shit and you should just kill yourself mm. for years. Yeah. And everybody be better off. For everybody be better off if you were gone. That's a lie. Yeah. Got and it. to me, but felt real. I don't know if this is biblically backed or not, but it's the enemy. It's the devil. And he is trying to, he was trying to sabotage my life. Oh, I think it is. Yeah. Because he knows what I can do if I have Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if it's just me and Jesus, he knows, he knows the power that this could have on this planet and on, on, on his people. Yeah. So he was trying to do anything he could to keep me from getting to that point. Yeah. So dark and light. The only thing like the only thing that prevented me from taking that next step, because we all need hope, right? We all need hope. Every single person on this planet needs hope. What gave me hope was what happened to me on March 21st, 2016, that Jesus was real. And I was going to church and I was reading my Bible and I was being mentored by people in my church. And I was growing my relationship with Jesus through all this, through all this time that was the hardest time of my life. But the, the hope that Jesus has a plan for my life and that he loves me and that uh, I'm not an accident and that I can make a difference and that I will be better someday. The, the light of Jesus Christ kept me alive because mm. I did have to check myself into a hospital in Bellevue for suicidal depression. Like I'm driving down the road and all I th- can think about is pulling my car in oncoming traffic. Mm. Right. And just do it, get it over with. So, so yeah. there's people that are listening who are like, that's good for you, Scott. You got to meet God. <laughs> right? You got, to, you got to have this encounter with a living God that, is, that, that, that at that time and that place made sense to you and everything and changed everything. Right? Of course. And so, and, and I, I have similar experience and a similar, not, not, I mean, very similar experience where there's a couple of places in my life where I had a true encounter. Yes, of course. With the living God. And, and, and the thing about that, you know, as you, and now I want to take it to Jesus for three. I want to take it to where you're, you know, where you're going in your, in teaching and, and encouraging kids and working with kids and working in the community and partnering with sports teams and refereeing basketball games where you, you want desperately, and I can sense it. I can feel it. That's why you're here. You want to share that with the world. Of course. You're like, man. 100%. It doesn't have to, you do not have to feel like this. No, you don't. And, and yet there are a lot of people listening who are like, I was with my grandfather. My grandfather was a pastor. He met the Lord on the USS Colorado in World War II. Okay. He did 180 degrees from where he was. Him and his brothers would get drunk and, and pass out in the gutter Back in, in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, he grew up in Hastings, moved to Lincoln, and, and then the war, he went off to war, and, and, he, and he served the country on the USS Colorado, and a guy who had a counter like you, who believed in God, who had a Bible, gave it to my grandpa, and you better believe uh, people were looking for answers and hope uh, in World War II, because there was no certainty no. for tomorrow. And, and he heard this guy out, and he gave his life to the Lord. And from that day to the day he died in his sleep, okay, in the town that we're doing this podcast in, where he was living after burying grandmother, okay, he 
<clears throat> gave his life to the Lord. And he went to Bible college. He went to Multnomah. He, he planted churches in multiple cities, and, and most of them are still going, right? And, and when I was a kid, though, I was a ward of the court. My mom left when I was, my dad left when I was very young, and my mother suffered from mental illness. Does this day. We cocked her on our way up here on, on the way to the studio, and she's not doing great today. Yeah. She's, in a, she's not in a great mental space today, and she hasn't been a lot of my life. And I'm an only child. I'm all she has. My dad came. My dad was a love sports. He was a, a broadcaster or a radio disc jockey at KJR. He came over one August afternoon, fired off one bullet on the couch. And at least I think it was a couch. I don't know. Maybe it was the floor or the bed. I don't know. And here I am. Yeah. Right. And so when I was a kid, I thought life wasn't fair. And that's great for you, Grandpa, that you've got the Lord. But how in the world, what's that got to do with me? Right. And there's a lot of people that I promise you right now that listen. And they go, man. And I, uh, I don't know why or when or how, you know what I mean? That seed that was planted. And I know there's going to be some of the hope is that the seed that you plant, the people listen to, that they go, this is my story. This is what happened to me. So it can happen yes. for you. Yes. Right? That's what you're trying to impart, right? And, and the other thing I hear you saying is never give up. Ever. Yeah. It's nothing is final except for death. Yeah. <laughs> never give up. You know, yeah. you got to That's, that's the one thing I would say that if you're battling a mental illness right now is I had a counselor who said, Scott, one day you're going to wake up and you're going to take your, you'll take your pills and you'll feel good. And you're going to be happy. And I was like, what the heck are you talking about, bro? Hmm. Like, no way. No, there's no way that I'll ever yeah. feel hmm. happy again. Yeah. Right? But there, the pain and suffering that you are dealing with right now serves a purpose. And it's... I, would, I used to get on my hands and knees in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep and just say, I want, all I wanted to do was cry, right? Mm -hmm. I just wanted to cry. But I was so sad that I couldn't even cry. And I'd just be like, Jesus, why? Why am, do I feel this way right now? Why am I going through this? And when you're in the middle of it, it's almost impossible to put things into perspective. I think it's impossible to put things into perspective. Mm -hmm. But when you get through it and you get to the other side and you find that medication that works and you find that counselor that you like and you journal and you go for a walk and you drink water and you try to get a normal sleep schedule and things start to things start to just slowly build up and you start moving into like, oh my gosh, I feel like a human being again. I, like, I laugh at TV show now and like... <laughs> You, you get through that pain, and that pain will te teach you so much about how to live a joyful life. Because mm. before I was sick, I took things for granted. Before I was sick, I never would drive to work and just for 20 minutes say all the things that I was grateful for. Before I was sick, I didn't keep a good bedtime and, you know, watch, make sure I didn't drink too much. It like it, the, the sickness, it's like taking 20 years of learning and pain and just cramming it down into like a really short amount of time. And there, once you're, I just can't say that again, you will get through it. And once you are through it, you're, it, it things, it just rarely is there a problem that I come across in my life now that is significant. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. There's That's awesome. no, yeah. We're potty training right now. And like, it, my son peeing his pants and is not that big of a deal. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I could change his pants, yeah. you know, or. <laughs> That's good. Or my kids are on their cell phones at school and I'm trying to teach them. It's like, okay, you know, like man, these kids. You're in high school, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was speaking at a high school on Friday, 
uh, a local high school, and uh, they tour the Falcons. But uh, I was speaking to a local high school, and I'm amazed at how distracted kids can be right now. And I don't want to go on a big tangent, because I want to give the last kind of piece of this, my thought on this, at least in terms of where you're at now, from where you came from, when people look at you, and, and you're in front of a classroom, or you're on the court, or you're in the boardroom, or you're in, 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 in space, they have no idea. No clue. <laughs> they would have no idea. No and, I, and I think that that's so important to not compare like somebody's outcome to the where you're currently at. Like, like, no. like, mm-hmm. like it's, it's so vital, yet it's so lost right now on us because of uh, the fact that it doesn't, it doesn't pay as well. You know, immediately the cash register is ringing right now for immediate gratification, right? Of course. Every snap, yeah. every time I spend on social media, everything that can happen quickly, the cash register, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. But I believe also, alongside of the hope that you just gave, is, is you got to cut hope. We like to say on here, hope is not a strategy. It's important. It's vital. It's the lifeblood to get to a place where you have faith that causes you to take action. Right. Right. So, so the faith is, is, is like, I'm moving my feet forward. What would you say would be the first move forward? You know, for somebody who's like, I'm just not sure. I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling well, you know, whether or not they suffer from the same thing, but they're just not, they don't feel like they're not loving the process, right? Like it's yeah, just it's, it's just a, it's grind. a grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grind. So what would so, you say they could what's an action or, or a next step or a, a movement in a direction? I would say obviously first of all, the sooner you take action, the better. Yep. You, you take action the sooner. Don't pass the go, don't collect two hundred dollars. You gotta go. If you if you're if you're starting to have a ton of like your anxiety starting to ramp up or your depression starting to ramp up. It's the first time you've ever felt it, or maybe it's been maybe you're part of a, your cycle of just you got to get help as soon as humanly possible. So where would they go to get so help? So I would go psychiatrist is probably the best part is the best person to talk to. They can be harder to get into, but even just your family doctor would be step one. Yeah, and just they can help refer you. Yeah. To somebody else. Yeah. And finding a counselor, I had, I probably had five or six different counselors mm. over the lot since 2016. And just keep working with them and keep until you find one that you like. And I know every mental illness is a little bit different, but for me, being diligent on my medication, you know, Jesus is real. Science is also real. Like, my brain had chemically... My brain... I have a chemical imbalance in my brain. And there was times where I would... I would take medication, and it would... I'd feel like I'm feeling better, but it also makes me feel flat. I don't have an opinion on anything, and I don't have jokes, and I don't, like, you know... Right, I, I feel yeah, medicated, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you still have to yeah. take it. And you're talking and then, about the, and you're talking about the. I mean, you're talking now to somewhat to the faith based community that it, it, it is it or the or the non faith based community, right? Where it's just like it's possible that God gave us science. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. possible that as we there, float on maybe, this globe, I just talked about this morning. Like if we just floated on and we're floating in the sky, okay? Yeah, on a ball in the middle of. It's seemingly infinite nothingness, okay? Yeah. Okay? That it's possible that God could have created all that. Yeah. That, that, there, that there's, a, there's a design. It'd be like, well, uh, it'd be like, it'd be us. like, it'd be like, um, you know, if somebody cooked this great meal and blah, 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 but I don't believe in chefs. You know what I mean? Like, I like the meal, but I don't believe in chefs. I don't think anybody <laughs> cooked this. It's just came out that way right yeah. and and, and it, but that but so to your point go get 
go get the information is a step in, in the right direction and, and go find out, you know, what, um, you know, what potential, uh, possibilities exist. Cause I can tell you my mom, if she stops taking the medication that she's on, which may be part of what's going on right now, I don't know for sure, but if she stops taking her medication, she is done. So yeah, she is done. So, um, and so, and then, but I, you know, again, I'm not a doctor. I, I, you know, I don't prescribe to be, we don't prescribe to be, um, but we are, we're hope dealers, right? Yeah. We absolutely want to purvey hope to people, um, and to ourselves when we're struggling and, and Lord knows it's not all, it's not always every day is like easy peasy in the file family. No. Okay. <laughs> we're you just loving ki- the process every day. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, you going, gosh, dang it. What a stupid idea. Love the process, you know, because, what because you, doing? you talk about, you talk about the enemy. I mean, you want to, you want to, you want things to come at you. Right. And that's exactly it. When you're, you're putting forward an idea, right. You're putting forward. So I want to hear that final thought I want to hear is about Jesus for three, because now you're putting, now you're really throwing it all in. Yes. You're saying I'm a referee. I'm going, I'm going only I believe Jesus is the answer that he he was a living God that saved me. Yes, hundred percent from a seemingly certain plight that wasn't good. Yeah. And today you're a loving father who's able to be engaged in the community in a variety of ways that you mentioned already, and and you want to share that message in the basketball community specifically that you operate in Jesus for three, three pointer, right? Got, for those that are got, listening. Or, is that what that means? What, so, is this, right? what does so it mean? Jesus for three is Jesus shooting a three. Yeah. Like shooting a three pointer, but yeah. also the Holy trilogy, father, son, Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to keep the, the number three in there. Hmm. And, uh, it was kind of wild when I was refing basketball and I wanted to do it at the collegiate level. I knew that being a teacher was not really going to be a possibility because of the schedule. Right. Getting to Montana and California and all the places that I had to go. So I started brainstorming uh, ideas for my own business because I wanted to be in my own business and be a referee. And then the whole referee thing kind of fell through when I got sick. But it was wild, like... I had been thinking about Jesus for three as an apparel company and I was just got checked out of the hospital for bipolar depression and I'm staying at my cousin's house and I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and it's just like Jesus for three, like boom, (laughs) like I, out of nowhere, just dead sleep, Jesus for three. So I knew at that point that I had to move it forward. And then one night, one day I'm driving home from work and Jesus was just like, Scott, it's going to work. I'm like, okay, man, whatever you say. So I started Jesus for three, a couple like September 21. And the number one goal of the company is to bring youth to Christ Mm -hmm. through sports and the power of the good news of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So I work with athletes to promote my brand and to promote Jesus. And I hope that that just continues to grow into opportunities that I can't even even imagine. And I want what I want to happen is for kids to see my athletes wearing my gear and saying, wow, that's a division one athlete, something that I want to be when I grow up. And they love Jesus and they're where they want to be and they are doing great. And maybe that's something that would interest me, right? Maybe Jesus is for me. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I want someone, I want a kid at Bothell High School to be walking down the street. Come on. With walking down the hall with a ble- between the legs dunk t- sh- t- shirt on. And he's, or she is the kid, you know, the kid that everybody respects and likes and loves and, has a good head on their shoulders and treats people with respect and yeah. is living a Jesus-centered life. We do have a two-time slam dunk champion that graduated from Bothell High School, right? Yeah, I do know Zach. Come on. Do you so, know Zach? 
Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was with him uh, a couple weeks before he got drafted. And then from the time he got drafted, uh, I have not, I haven't seen much of him. But that's not totally. <laughs> He's a little busier. He, he, but he, <laughs> uh, is a little he has come back to Bothell. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, and we, games. we, you know, I'm sure we could get at him. But, you know, what I hear you're looking for is Jesus for three ambassadors. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, Jesus for three uh, ambassadors at the college level, at the pro level. Yeah. Uh, who, who represent the brand in a in a way that when kids see it, it it, it really um, you know make Jesus cool, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's what's, the thing. What's wrong with that? This this is a cool sweatshirt. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then Jesus can, is yeah. the coolest guy of yeah. all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's people need to just stop. Like, yeah, get that all the junk and. You know pl- politics and well, in a business standpoint, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. he's just the coolest dude yeah, ever, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if people don't, you know, celebrate yeah, yeah, yeah. if if nobody knows, then nobody knows, right? And so if nobody shares, you know, and gives people the opportunity, they can't make a decision. And I think so often, what's so important is that you're, you're just giving kids a ch- an opportunity to make a choice. Definitely. And right now, in this day and age, um, the things that we need you in a conversation. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not gonna necessarily advocate Jesus for three is right or that you know this other organization is is wrong or or whatever. I don't think it's necessarily that way. But we do have to um have integrity to give kids the ability to get the information and to choose. Yeah. Well, of course. It, you drew up in the Tri Cities. Tri Cities and and is 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 probably still a little more um, you know why you need conservatives and liberals? Okay, I'm going to go on a little tangent. You know why you need we need both? Because we need to have a conversation that's like, well, this is why we do it this way. Because you say, of course, not everybody would see it that way, believe yeah. it or not. And then there's people who are like, the the liberal progressive, everything's got to change. Everything we're doing isn't good enough. We're we're not we're you know there's injustices and all these things that need to change. Blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day. Isn't it a foundational? Can, can we possibly agree that it's a foundational American, the United States of America, for sure, and, and really a foundational, I'm going to go ahead and say world belief, that kids should have the opportunity to make decisions yeah. about their faith. Of course. And that the, 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 the presenting them with those opportunities is necessary. Right. So and, and you're a teacher in a school district and and you you probably wear that. Do you wear if you ever worn that? Yeah, I wear it to school. Come on, man. I what school district? Uh, Bellevue. Shout out to Bellevue <laughs> School District, man. All right. So anything. Adrian's always got a final question. Um, love. I love what you're doing, Scott. And I appreciate and I, you guys. And, I, and I really, really appreciate and know that it is not easy to share your story the way you did uh, with an audience. It's a one-way conversation that this will be out there. Yeah. It's a Scott Verlon story. (laughs) (laughs) But, but you you know, and I think that you would find it as God's story. Oh, it's definitely God's story. Okay. And it's not done. And it's just getting started. Let me say one more thing. Yeah. uh, 10% of of all the profit goes to Holinsky's Hope Foundation. So Tyler Holinsky was the quarterback at Washington State who committed suicide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, right before his senior or junior or senior year. Yeah. And the foundation is spending their time and energy um, educating college athletes about mental illness. Mm. So that's 10% of every profit goes to that. That's great. Yeah, for now. I know we're supposed to wrap. I know exactly where I was at when I found out about Helensky. Yeah. I got a call from Ross Bowers and I was driving towards Malibu, California. And uh, I was just coming back to be with the family. We are staying at Malibu RV Park. It was in the evening. And I remember that because they lost the game to Adrian's best friends are from Michigan State, who, by the way, Adrian has to win the whole NCAA tournament, by the way. They just got the seven seed, just upset the two seed, three seed last. Anyway, they're still in it. But they lost that game to Michigan State. And, And Rossi called me very emotional. He was a quarterback that took us to the state title. We hadn't won a state title in 100 years, right? He then went to Cal and was having difficulty trying to figure out where he's going to be at the depth chart. 
he did end up starting for Cal for a year. Then he went in on NIU and played for them, got his master's in sport management, and now coaches kids in the Bay Area. Mom's the head gymnastics coach at uh, San Jose State, whom I love dearly. His dad is also a football coach, John, who I love dearly. Ross called me, and uh, he couldn't believe what happened. Yeah. And uh, kids, the starting quarterback. Nobody knew. Okay, and nobody, nobody could see it, and nobody – Nobody knew. And uh, I think as a society, we got to start asking ourselves some questions, right? we got to start asking ourselves some questions. And so I love the fact that you're giving it to the Helensky Foundation. So, Yeah, I agree. They might need love the process. They might need a one-mission mindset, but yeah, let's go. <laughs> Come on. Um, okay, two things. One, we want to make sure people can get in touch with you. Okay. Right? So we need your contact info that you want to share on here. Okay. But I also want to know, if you have one thing to share with our audience before we go, what is the one thing you want to make sure they know? <laughs> uh, this is just coming to my mind first thing, so I'm just going to say it, is most people are not paying attention to what's going on with you emotionally and there's freedom in being vulnerable mm. uh, one of my biggest steps in my recovery I'll never forget the first time I told I'd been working at the school for a year and a half really closely with a couple of PE teachers and I was just sick of carrying around the burden of them not knowing what I was going through. Mm. And I finally just said, you know, hey, I have bipolar disorder. I've been battling depression the whole time that I've known you. And I'm working towards getting better. And they said, what? We had no clue. Every mm. person that I ever told. Yeah. Mm. What? I had no clue that you were suffering. Mm. I'm nine out of ten depressed and suicidal and people have no clue. That's yeah. awesome. There's a title. <laughs> Freedom and being vulnerable. Mm. Potentially. I'm not in charge of these things, but I mean, that, that's, so, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. People. It's a good idea. Aren't paying attention. Powerful idea. To you. Yeah. People love you. Right. But. And that's not a reflection it, on you. It's not right. you. It's. Right. Yeah. Right. Everyone else is, everyone's. Right. Thinking about them. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. That's so. good. Contact. Yeah. So uh, you can get a hold of me at my email, scott.rulon, R-U-L-O-N, at Jesus, the number four, and then the word three.com. Um, Instagram is just Jesus for three. That's another way you can get a hold of me. Uh, yeah. The number four? Yeah, Jesus, and then the number four and the word three. Awesome. That's awesome. Scott, thanks so much for being here, for Thank being vulnerable, so <laughs> for sharing yeah. your story. We all needed to hear it. And I know there are people definitely needed to hear it. So we really appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. It means so much when you leave us a review and share with your friends. Thanks. Bye.